Whoa. Huh. Yeah. What, what is, is it good, good for? Absolutely nothing. Sing it again, yo. Whoa. <laughs> ha. Yeah. Cool <laughs> guy. <laughs> what, Why would she do the Jackie Chan version of that? Right. I, I did not do that. You know that was the original title of War and Peace, right? What? War, what is it good for? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's that reference to? Seinfeld. That's right. It's so good to have you guys here. <laughs> is it, though? Yeah. I feel like belly. if three of us are here sitting in these seats, I do feel like there's a couple of podcasts that are not being produced. <laughs> oh, there's no <laughs> uploads next week. Thank you, HelloFresh, for sponsoring the podcast. Go to HelloFresh.com SOS free and use code SOS free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com SOS free with code SOS free. And remember, that's America's number one meal kit. Welcome to another episode of SOS VHS. And today we have Gilbert Gallon, one of my favorite people, oh. and also George. Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> um, and we're talking about Rush Hour, which uh, I I knew it was going to be some sort of action uh, fighting. Why would you movie. assume that? Because of my race? I th- Yes. Okay. Like, hey, every Chinese person I know love. love <laughs> you know, <laughs> when I think about you, I think of one movie also. It's just Itumama Tambian. Itumama Tambian, yeah. Annoying artsy Latinos. All of those Mexicans. That's what I think of. Yeah. Like, Mexican <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> basically. In fevers. In fever right. dreams. But I wanted to do, I thought, I, I suggested to Georgia doing S- Super Cop, uh, and he didn't know what that I was. I love Super, so I told, there was a couple of films I told Pete. Yeah. In the martial arts world. And I also gave him Notting Hill. Oh, and <laughs> of course, that's your 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 sensitive and, hat. And then uh, Thomas Crown Affair. It was all oh. Jackie Chan movies. The Thomas Crown Affair with yes, uh, Pierce Brosnan and uh, whatever her name is. Had a um, on her. Renee Russo. Renee Russo. Russo. Yeah, it's actually Renee. Zellweger. Yeah. No, no. Zellweger. Renee Russo. Wills. That's Zellweger. that's a really cool movie. Yeah, I love that. But no, I think I think this is better. This, this is, is better for you. Um, it's more popular. More popular. Plus, you love action movies. I so do love action l- movies. let's let's start there with action and fighting. When. When did you start? I'm sorry, I'm looking at your eyes. All I see is I'm a tired father. <laughs> it's like it's like he. <laughs> I feel like I got that from him early on, but then I feel like George's like, ah, fuck it. If I'm tired, I'm gonna look I've tired. Learned... You're faking it. I can see that you're trying to act all high cheekbone ish. I but... learned how to, you know, go without sleep. It's just the your eyes are so glazed. <laughs> he only has one kid. It's so easy. I love Parenthood. What's wait? Actually, he complains about parenthood. He's only got one. It's like it's so it's so much easier than two. What is your biggest complaint about uh, parenthood right now? Be I honest. Didn't sleep, sleep, sleep. How many yeah. hours are you getting? I think a couple hours a uh, straight, couple hours a day. Once you start getting three in a row, it's but, it's all gravy. Um, did you grow up watching no. Hong Kong movies or all sort of fight, fighting movies, action movies? What was your- All kind uh, of movies. How did uh, you come up? I live in a household where both my parents from the Philippines, they, I would say to a certain extent, my mom wore TV, my dad wore movies, learned better English through movies. Yeah. So, and they also in the Philippines don't have a, uh, what do you call it? What's like rated G, PG? Like, a, like the rating system? Yeah, but what is it? Is it just a rating system? Yeah. I thought there was another name to it. but uh, There we go. See? Well, that's the Wow, the new media guy used the technical the, term. Yeah. Okay. MCAA. Um, So we were in a household that watched a lot of movies. Like, oddly enough, that's why earlier we were talking about You Two Mama Tambien. I'm thinking about, I'm a second, I'm like in third grade when I watch that. Like, my dad and mom would play movies. We watched it all as a family, rated R to NC-17. I saw Showgirls at an early age, and I've what? also seen Three Ninjas. So it's like a very, like, 
wide and variety of movies because they were just like, oh, they're just going to watch it and I'll close your eyes if there's a sex scene. And if something, I hear a word or see a scene that's kind of graphic, they go, they'll look at me and just go, it's Hollywood. It's Hollywood. It's Hollywood. Or You just Hollywood. reminded me, I would like, I had a side of my mouth that I would always smile on when there was a dirty joke in a movie because that was the side that was the opposite of where my parents were. Can I, can I see that? Because that sounds creepy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Whenever there was a dirty killer. joke in a movie, this Okay, side... here, right here. Okay, strip tease. Demi Moore appears in the scene, topless. That's that's scary, that, bro. If I'm a parent and I see, look at the. Hey, where's my profile? If I see this, like, yeah, like no even problem. that, I'm like, hey, what are you doing over there? <laughs> Extremely shutting this eye. <laughs> okay, so why why does Rush Hour have a, a special place Uncut in your heart? Philistine here. It's a, <laughs> it is because of Jackie Chan. Truly is. Um, obviously, Rumble in the Bronx, one of my favorite films. Uh, Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, Drunken Master, and and then Rush Hour, I think the first American film of his to really have him cross over into the American market. So I remember seeing that film after watching Jackie Chan on VHS. I'm like, oh, wow, he has a, a movie here at AMC or United Artists. Right. Let's go watch it. And I remember it, um, or just why I gravitated towards Jackie Chan and why that movie is so like strong in my mind or so vivid is he, in every movie, for some reason, he's like never like, like, like he's never a cop or he's he's always a cop, but he's never on duty. Or he's like in Mr. Nice Guy, he's a, a TV chef that gets caught up with gangsters and drug lords right. and like beats them all up, but we never learned that. And then like even when he is a cop, he's always from Hong Kong visiting somewhere else off duty. So I love the idea of why I gravitate towards movies like that. It's like, oh, it's Jackie Chan. He's like me. It's not even the Asian thing. It's like, oh, this is an everyday guy, even though he's not an everyday guy. Right. So I think that's why I gravitated towards Jackie Chan. And then Rush Hour, I think, was just like, oh, an American movie. Like it's, I think it was the first movie where Jackie Chan wasn't dubbed, so he actually spoke in the movies. Right. So I think for me, it's just Jackie Chan is the reason why I, I love that movie. Did you grow up uh, watching Bruce Lee and uh, before Jackie Chan, or was it always Jackie Chan? I mean, what is it? You're just asking me all the Asian people. <laughs> well, it's just like I, I love Hong Kong cinema and uh, all the action movie that they, you know, name they... two Hong Kong cinema directors. John Woo. That's okay. my, my favorite. Okay, very American one. Yeah, that's American one. And then, okay, let me go with Stanley Tan, who did wow. Rumble, Rumble in the Bronx and Super Cop and all of those Jackie Chan movies. Okay. Don't try to stump this guy. I was trying to stump him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. But, yeah, no, I, I, I like Hong Kong, Hong Kong cinema. And, right, the 70s was Bruce Lee. The 80s was uh, Jackie, Jackie Chan. Chan. And then I think the 90s was like kind of like Crash, the Americans took all those directors, they brought them here, Yeah, a little bit of the crossover. We'll let them um, do American Mil Didn't John Woo do like a Mission Impossible at one point? Oh, yeah, Mission Impossible Mission 2. Impossible too. Yeah. And then he did Face Off. Face and, Off, uh, yes. Like, and, and it kind of like revolutionized a little bit the mm. the way that they did it over here. I think it was a fun a fun crossover. Oh, but but that, that movie that also, Rush Hour, Yeah, funny. Pure comedy, American comedy. I, w I watched a think piece the other day, and I was telling George about this where – uh, or maybe it was Pete. It was like they people are complaining, like, "Oh, Rush Rush Hour is a problematic film now," and I'm saying it's not, and it still holds up. Me, a white guy, and a black guy watched it. I was like, "Hey, let's just all watch it." Right. We still laughed at every single joke and go, "Oh, I it think, still holds up." I think it's funny and it doesn't have malice, but I think there's, you know, so the airplane opens up, Jackie Chan walks in and talk about the music what you hear a gong Dong. I mean I've watched this other podcast <laughs> called Bad Friends I feel like a gong right. hit every four seconds 
It's true. And that guy's Korean. But, but that's that's kind of like self-aware. I think I don't know. Self-aware when Andrew does it? Yeah. <laughs> I th- I th- yeah, it's self-aware I, when the white guy well, does it, I'm obviously. I'm saying like it's it's playing into that joke as a trope versus I, I don't I'm I'm not sure in the Okay, how about let me challenge you. Don't you, think, uh, you don't think Rush Hour Brett Ratner was like I don't think this they is... were sensitive enough in, in, in you know, 1998 about okay, all of that stuff. Let me ask you a question yeah. then. Director, you too. What music would you have loved to play when Jackie Chan walked out of an airplane? I would go with Keep that. in mind, this is not an Asian American. This is a guy from Hong Kong. Right. I'd go no. Flight of the Valkyries. I would go full. No, I wouldn't do Wang Gong. I would do like. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. Well, Andrew Santino's entered the building. Whoa, Santino, get out of here, dude. No, I just wouldn't highlight all of the, I wouldn't highlight all of those things, you know, like what is racial, that there, there's what is that? a lot of racial slur. So, let me say this. So you would right. you say, you okay, I'm challenging you here. Yeah. So, man, you're right. That's insensitive. We should never allow another person's culture's music to be in this film. No, just not as a commentary. I, I, I think they could have, I don't know. I, I don't think it's a one of the, like, only... Right, like if you do like something like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, right? Like the music plays. And it's John Mayer. That would be so weird. (laughs) Right. It'll be so weird. Yeah. I think that, um, I think you underline certain racial things in this movie that I don't think they bother people that much, but they're, you wouldn't do those, you wouldn't make those choices today. Like, uh, I don't know. You don't think the line, you you don't think the line, I don't understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. You don't think that would crush now, even? Yeah, I think I think that's crush. Funny. I think that's funny. I think yeah. I think the fish out of water is exactly that, that doesn't have to be racist. It's like cultural, you know. Yeah. Could you know that happens to me all the time? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know what you've been saying yeah. this entire time. Exactly. I can't I, understand the words coming out of your mouth. I don't, no, can anybody that. understand the words coming but, out of your mouth? But the riceroni thing or the Wait, what's the riceroni one again? The, uh, he just calls Jackie Chan Rasseroni. Right. I mean, Come look, on, Baloo look Breath. At, listen. Look at, but look at, see, Didn't you see the movie? All right, Shepherd's Pie. It's fine, guys. <laughs> but I, I just don't think it's it's done with like Yeah, I, I think I think okay, it's fine. Good. Okay, full context. But Brett Ranner, director, he's canceled now. You go look that up. But now it's not okay. Okay. Wait, but what? What do you what, what do you do? I don't wait, I missed what? this. Wait, oh, you did? Don't... Stop. Stop devil's advocating. <laughs> no, this. no, 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 no. I, I don't know this. You don't know. Which your favorite? Which remember you told me what one of your favorite uh, movie production companies is? Weinstein Company. No, I did not say that. Yeah, no, no, did. no, no. Hold on. Yeah, did not say that. Did. He well, loves Shakespeare. Something love. similar to that. Oh man, see, this is this is what Gilbert does to me. <laughs> <laughs> something similar to that. But okay, okay. Yeah. So Rice Roni, very funny. I feel like that's something I would say to an Asian person now, right. a friend. I, I yes. I, I I agree. I think the jokes are funny, and well, it's I, okay because it's a black guy saying it, so that's what makes it all right. And I think I did, think did we have these jokes in Shanghai Nights? <laughs> I mean, I don't even remember any jokes in that. Right, I don't remember. I any just jokes. Remember all here is yeah, all right, <laughs> yeah, Jackie. That's all but, I remember. <laughs> but no, it, it is. I only so I bring funny, but, this yeah. conversation. It's yeah. interesting because I, I was like going back. Someone did a whole video essay on this. I was like, oh, here we oh. go, which I thought was actually uh, really well done. It was like even split. I would say even Asians back then, you know, you had this, um, a lot of like the university professors, oh, there's a step back. What, it was entertaining, but I had a knot in my stomach watching some of this stuff. Right. But then you'd have like, we'll say the common man. Like, Wait, from the time or from now? The, even from the time. From the time. Mm-hmm. But even from the time, you had a lot of people like, oh, this is amazing because this is how I would talk with my other Im- like minority or immigrant friends or just yeah. friends in general is we'll jab at each other like this because it's silly. 
Yeah. Right. So they felt like actually I saw myself in that with how I am with my other diverse group of friends. Yeah. I. I. I Even back then. I agree. I, I think that is. I. I never liked the PC culture that much in terms of like you know canceling people, or or you they sure because just... your hair looks very PC culture. Right <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what but is that? First of all, that... still his favorite director. <laughs> yeah. He's great. Mm-hmm. His I'm talking about his character. He's great. He's a, his movies a, are okay. You know. Age is a construct, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, oh, I didn't realize how spicy he is. Huh? He gets pretty spicy. Is this normal? <laughs> this is the spiciest he ever is. He, like, <laughs> he usually leaves his jokes at the door when he comes on this show because he wants to show his nerd side and like, oh, here's how you talk to every movie. No, but I, this is I the did, longest he's so, gone without a Tarantino reference. I'm pretty amazed, though. Actually, Tarantino, <laughs> no, no. Chris Tucker's, uh, I think, uh, best for me, best role has that that opening of Jackie of of Jackie Brown. Oh, and mm. that also comes full circle with this conversation of of uh, you know, is it insensitive to use ra- racial lore if it makes sense for the characters, even if you're a white director or yeah, white yeah. writer, all that. So to me, that's never been a problem, but I'm not from here. So meaning like, I don't have any, I'm, I'm not associated with any of those. Uh, I have never suffered, I guess, the through language, any verbal assault. So I don't know. It's just, I'm not sure what the, what the right guys, line you is. You see but... Andres on the street just <laughs> say racial things there. Right. It's just like one of those things that I think hey, are. Hey, breath. <laughs> you, are, you are okay. You you should be, you should have a sense of humor. You should sure. let. And that's why this movie doesn't offend me. I don't think it offends people. I just think it's not particularly sensitive. Sure. No, I get it. Andres, we're going to Vegas soon. Yes. But today. We don't have to be in Vegas to gamble. We have my bookie now. I know, and thanks to you, you know, I obviously I'm not a, a sports uh, person, but thanks to you, I, I learned my my my. You know, I have my bearings, and it's been pretty easy to bet on the NFL and like college sports. My wife loves loves college, uh, college sports, so. Yeah. It's 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 been pretty easy and fun. And you can see why I get so excited right. about it and why when you call me on Saturdays <laughs> and Sundays, it goes straight to voicemail. <laughs> and it I, did. I text you back, this is Carlos, my bookie. Hello. Yeah. But if you found a $100 bill on the ground, you wouldn't walk past it, would you, Andres? Of course not. So why are you going to pass up a chance at Easy Cash with my bookie? Right. My bookie has the biggest online selection of odds and contents to fill all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. So you can turn that sport knowledge into cash in your wallet. That's amazing. Bet on the NFL, college, bowl games, or play for a share of big cash prizes in the weekly blackjack tournaments. We love blackjack. We, we love, love blackjack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're big blackjack guys. Catch, um, you know, me and Andres at five in the morning at Caesar's like, Palace or something. <laughs> it, it did. Yeah. Um, but if you've been waiting for the right time to get on the action, that time is now. Make your winning move today. Sign up uh, at MyBookie and use promo code SOS, SOS. and claim the positive match redeemable up to a thousand dollars. Whoa, a thousand dollars! I like that. I put my seat back. I hope no one behind me is mad. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Again, that's promo code SOS to claim your bonus. Experience the thrill of sports betting right from the comfort of your home. Bet, Bet any- anything, anytime, anytime anywhere with, with my bookie. bookie. Thanks to our sponsor, MyBookie. Visit mybookie.website slash join with SOS and use code SOS for a cash bonus up to $200. That's a one-time rollover with a $45 minimum deposit. Oh, Carlos, with HelloFresh, you get 
farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Script Skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. I mean, I've been using it for like now over over two years. My wife and I love it. I, I've never been a great cook, but with this, like you get all the ingredients. Nothing is, uh, you know, I don't have to put it back because I use exactly what I need. And then it goes on the trash like already used. I, I, I never had like extra food. It's perfect for me. Uh, and Perfect yes, for me too, right? Because I'm you, a divorced man, and you, you got the the super healthy kid. I I got you know I was more like in the mood for meat, so I got my my Jack mm, cheese uh, burgers, and it was like delicious with uh, fries made in the oven. What I have to do that next? Time. Yeah, you like you're with the lettuce wraps and everything healthy, but there's like a kid for everyone. Did you know HelloFresh does more than just dinners? From easy breakfast to start your morning off to 10-minute lunches or satisfying snacks for both adults and kids, HelloFresh has tasty choices for every mealtime occasion. And the best part, no grocery trip required. I do not want to go to the grocery store in LA. It's I so see, annoying. I see the lines. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You- Gets to your house, like, ding, ding, open. You have your four meals. I love it. It's insane. You're driving down Hyperion. You look <laughs> to your left and you see like a million cars going in there. Yeah. Oh, I need bananas. You don't need them. <laughs> <laughs> and with HelloFresh, you have over 45 recipes and more than 100 seasonal add-on items to choose from every single week. So it's easier than ever to find something for everyone. Go to HelloFresh.com slash SOS free and use code SOS free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash SOS free with code SOS free. And remember, HelloFresh is America's America's number number one meal meal kit. kit. But I think Jackie Chan to me, he's amazing in everything he does, but in his Hong Kong movies, especially the ones that the he dramatic ones and the ones no, the action ones. Like mm. the ones like with with the, what we're saying, like Stanley Ton and oh, old like that. Like master. he he did stunts that were just unbelievable. Yeah. Uh that I don't see in the American way of shooting. You know, like the American yeah. way of shooting action didn't convey how awesome he was. It was more like Actually, Chris Tucker could look like he was also fighting okay. Stunt doubles, yeah. You know, with all of the cutting. And, and Jackie Chan can perform in a wide shot and do a bunch of things that like kind of like Buster Keaton did in the mm-hmm. in the 30s or in the 20s. Yeah, and it, I think like that's why like I love that style. And when, when those directors came uh, over here and was, I don't know, like Super Cop, for example, has those amazing stunts that you don't see anywhere. Stunts or even just fight sequences. Yeah, yeah. It just feels, they're so, it's so uh, dynamic. So dynamic. Like it's it like keeps, a, it keeps moving. And you're like, you just can't take your eyes off He it. can do so many things. It's like, it's, an, it's a circus performance, you mm-hmm. know, like an amazing thing. And when you Americanize the, the way of shooting, yeah, it's still fun, but... It feels like it could be a trick, and he can do it without the trick. Is what my my thing with with Rush Hour. Yeah, you're right. Because like you look at all those other movies, you know, on the filmmaking side, wide shots, right? Right. Takes. Um. Also, a difference in Hong Kong films, no, uh, no time constraints. So right. if Jackie Chan wants to throw a pencil and catch it in his mouth. <laughs> they will sit there for eight hours, and they just have the studio has to deal with it. Until right here, it's like move on. I guess we do CGI or we cut that scene. <laughs> right. 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 Um, yeah. And even the rhythm. If you guys watch Hong Kong films, you see a lot of. Everything is like a syncopated beat where you yep. see here, it's just 
large chunks of throwing punches and then weird cuts to kind of mask the actors. Right. Yeah. And I, I yeah, and that's why I think like the '90s benefit from like getting mm-hmm. all those directors like. Uh, I mean, he's not a martial arts director per se, but Anne Lee, when he, when when you know having both sensibilities, was able to do that. You think he's good? I think he's amazing. You think Ang Lee's good? I think Ang Lee is great. Do you love the Hulk? I don't like the Hulk, but I <laughs> I love like you know, I don't know. Yeah, name one movie. Uh, <laughs> name two movies. That's you what like. I'm like. I was gonna. Is say, this guy really like Ang Lee, no, no, or is I, he trying to? I was gonna say uh, I like the the um. Eat man, uh, drink woman. That's a uh, uh, the a Chinese one. I like um, the. Per, my school. I, mean, I have the titles in Spanish. So I'm just saying it in Spanish. Mm. The um, the one about the ice storm, with uh, Sigourney Weaver. Uh, and Ang Lee's Itu Mama Tambien. What's the one with the cowboys? Oh, fuck the Brabac Mountain. Oh my god! I forgot. Ang Lee did Life of Pi, and then he did Crash It. Yo, Ang Lee did Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, you didn't know that. He won an I Oscar like, for that. My mind is just like Ang Lee. Just the idea, he sensibility. He he's a chameleon in terms of culture. Yeah, he does he a lot of stuff. His first movie uh, out of NYU, I think it's called the. He went to NYU. Yeah. Okay, this is gonna sound crazy. Is he American? I think he was born there and raised here with a f- uh, family of uh so he's taiwanese yeah very good that could have been problematic for a lot mm-hmm. of people here. he's taiwanese not chinese taiwanese right and he i think he was raised in the u.s and has but i think he has both sensibilities that's also problematic to say taiwanese yeah it's no matter it's, how you know what my wife's taiwanese so it's not yeah <laughs> and so if you guys never seen like uh his movie uh about cooking and Taiwan cuisine. That's an amazing movie. It's called Eat Man, uh, Drink Woman. Okay, I keep, in, in what are you saying? I feel like you keep saying Ip Man. Eat? And it's really throwing me <laughs> okay. off. Ip? So I'm like, that's Donnie Yen. No, no, no. I <laughs> thought he also said Ip Man. Ip Sorry. Man. Sorry. Time to eat. Eat <laughs> Man, Drink Woman. It's just a difficult Ip Man. No. Eat. I-T. E-I-T. Oh, Eat. Look, oh we're my. not doing this. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? You're just being, you're being so rude right now. No, no, no. I'm being serious. You're being so rude. Pete, is he not Pete Skeleton? Is he Tucker Man? I thought it was Ip Man. He was I thought you were saying Ip Man. I, and then what was the part after? It's like, I thought you were saying like Ip Man 5 eats, pray, <laughs> love, or woman. whatever you're yeah. saying. You're well, being so xenophobic right now. Right. I don't I, I, I agree. You know I, I don't think I apologize. I can take this. I apologize. My wife is Spanish, so I can also. Make make fun. But in any case, like I think Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was an amazing. Yeah, I, I love how poetic and and be, visual it was, and you also like, did done it in that in that Hong Kong mm-hmm. way. Um, San Jimu, another director that does a lot of like. Cool, okay, so you're kind of in it. Yeah, I I I, I love that stuff. So Rush Hour, yeah. uh, I liked it, but it wasn't one of those things that impressed me that much when I saw it because it was kind of what? like my oh. lethal weapon. You know that kind of like the pairing. Good question. So Lethal Weapon didn't impress you? No, no, come, no, come, come, was, come on, come on. I love Lethal Weapon. It's a great weapon. piece of cinema. Like oh my god, like kind of like. Let me let me ask a both. Lesser Lethal Weapon when I saw it. Let me hear you both right now. Why? Because it's a Chinese guy instead of a white guy. <laughs> there oh it is. Oh my goodness. And then what? <laughs> and that's <laughs> what I wanted to get to. That was Mel exactly. Gibson, great actor. Yes, but. No, I just think like. Uh, well, really quick, let me ask you guys. Yeah. Top two, you as well, uh, buddy cop films. Uh, Lethal Weapon for sure. You go next. I think Lethal Weapon. Okay. And what else is there? Exactly. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's 48 hours with uh, Nick Nolte and, and Eddie Murphy. That was pretty good. Oh, Bad Boys is Bad good. Bad Boys, Bad Boys. I would. Yeah, all those eight. Yeah, like the nineties. Nineties uh, producers who like took films written for white guys and then put black guys in it and made. I mean, bank. I you know, mean, you know, Rush Hour. John Simpson's like greatest. Like, one like, of the original castings for Rush Hour was Chris Farley, Eddie Murphy. Right. Then I'm like, I hope it was Chris Farley playing a Chinese guy because that would be so funny. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and then what happened was after Chris Farley passed away, uh, they're like, okay, cool. We'll do uh, maybe Martin Lawrence uh, with XYZ, someone else. Right. Which I thought was interesting. Just wait, the original script wasn't wasn't about like a Hong Kong gang mm-hmm. or anything like that? Well, yeah. That makes sense. You could always, yeah, that was fairly yeah, interchangeable. I, I, interchange I think the plot yeah. is not important. I think the, it's oh, there's not a lot Jun of... Tao. <laughs> Jun Tao is very important in this. But the, I don't even know which one Jun Tao is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good it is. Can I say he sounded like Chris Tucker for a second? Yeah. I don't even know what how Jun Tao is. It's so funny. Very good. You, at the beginning, you think is the, the bad, uh, the Chinese bad Chinese guy. guy yeah. And then it's like, oh no, it's the British guy using this Chinese. And that's another thing with these Jackie Chan movies. It's very f- interesting to me where it's always like, it's always the white guy that's like the big bad. Like even yeah. from the Bronx, they're like, you have to talk to White Tiger. Cut to White Tiger, another British rich guy playing. Right. Golf. But I, I like that trope. It kind of makes sense in the yeah. in the world of like Hong Kong being, I mean, this movie plays British the, the, the day yeah. of, you know, transfer of power f- yeah. to, f- from Britain to, to China. China, yeah. And I think like it plays. On on that, but it's it's whatever. I I don't, I don't mind it. Okay, I so think you don't like the but their buddy cop combination. Is what you're no no no. I that's the thing that I like the most is the the chemistry between. Oh, them. I think yeah. the 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 comedy works. I think it's a it's an odd pairing that that is fun. I think the action itself. You know, I I expected more. Because yeah. knowing that Jackie Chan can do but all it's of these American things. American movie, you even yeah. see the way they cut some of that the stunts. Right, right. Like they cut it off so early that you don't see the impact. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And and that that was the the thing. But I so I I saw an interview with Jackie Chan saying that the first time he met Chris Tucker, he didn't like him. You know, because he was always late, mm-hmm. and he would, whoa, buddy. Mm-hmm. And he would. <laughs> Did you really go? <laughs> Please zoom up on his face when I go. Jackie Whoa, Chan word. J- J- Jackie Chan's word. I'm, 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 I'm quoting Jackie Chan here. Really? Because he went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he said that he would speak so fast that he couldn't understand one word. Like so that actually the characters in the movie were were like that. Oh, but that that's a funny story. So they met at WME, William Morris and Dapper right, exactly. Time. And then they met, and then Chris Tucker was talking so fast that Jackie Chan is the one that said to his. He's like, agent, I don't understand the words that are coming. Right. And then they gave that line to Chris Tucker yeah. movie, which is crazy. It's really funny. And then they become really good friends. And I think like, yeah, I think the chemistry keeps those movies alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always love the idea of the body uh, cop movie. I think it's a little naive, a little 90s, but that's what I where I grew up. You know, I don't think we have those. Yeah, those, there's so many unrealistic movies. things in this movie. Like the Chris Tucker as yeah. a cop. Oh, my God. He's just like. The worst cop, like no, would no makes police force would ever hire. No sense. But that's what makes it so fun is he can be like uh, just like the, he's a trickster. That is true. He's a, trickster. He's a terrible cop, and he's even a, the first thing he the, stops the beginning exactly. is like. Also, LAPD cops aren't stopping bomb threats like that. He's he's going 
his excuse for being late to that drug uh, to that drug C4 uh, yeah the car with the C4 <laughs> is like that he he wants to do it he thought he was behind the diner not in front of the diner and then you think no that's yes, an excuse why are they to the guy I know but why are you doing it in front of the diner and then he lets two cops get shot <laughs> to protect his identity as a, as a undercover cop <laughs> Is hey, absolutely. And then he and shoots then he the car with the C4 yeah, he's not until a, it blows up. He's not a detective, right? Or is he a detective? That, that's never explained. I, it's never explained. That's, what? He never dresses with uniforms, so you would assume that he's a detective. And then the, the FBI hires him to be, you know, hey, kind of That's also poncy. weird. Yeah. Well, no, it's okay that he shoots the car and it blows up because he has sweet dance moves. He tur- suddenly turns into Michael MJ, Jackson. Yes. Right. <laughs> Iconic. And actually, because he was... Uh, humming the song they end up using the, no I think the, the, they were playing the song on set for him and then they had to buy the song and, and then use it the MJ oh song. wow I mean that's the he's funny yeah. that's the thing and you forget this movie is such a movie that you forget that any realistic yeah problem. also yeah, I still don't even understand the full story of like why is there a Chinese consulate in also this? that Chinese consulate looked like a LA Beverly Hills house, you know? It, it has no Hey, fun fact for that. You know the exteriors of that house? Uh you know what other movie that was in? No. In 1966 is Batman. Wayne Manor. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and it does look like Wayne Manor Wayne way Manor. more than than a than a consulate. Also, what's a consulate? <laughs> right. Well, but usually here if you Okay, actually don't pause. What's a consulate? So a consulate is like Fact check this everyone. No, so <laughs> it's an embassy that isn't an embassy, right? It's an embassy with an with an amb- without an ambassador. It's like a, a representation from in a bigger city. A, a rep- uh, you can do certain things at a at a consulate, like you know, renew so, your passport. For example, if one were to be in Colombia and they get drugged by two men and have his wallet stolen, peed, would you go to consulate or embassy? Uh, if you are in Bogota, for example, city. you 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 are in the capital. You go to the uh, the, the. So where did you go to the after you were drugged by two men that you thought were your friends? Um, I walked around and uh, well, no, I went to my hotel because they uh they dropped me off. They were gentlemen thieves. Yeah, they left me at my hotel and then yeah. I woke up the next morning and found out that I'd uh, And he wasn't bed. sexually assaulted, which I was, you know, surprised, possibly surprised. <laughs> and then I walked around, some uh, some young cops were like, you should report this. So I went to the police station. I thought I'd like get the whole experience. And it was some old lady doing oh, so two-finger typing. You didn't go no, to- no, I went to the oh. pl- proper uh, Colombian police station. I don't know if we ever talked about this. Some old lady but doing two-finger I- typing. Like, I was like trying to report it for her. I was like, it would be faster if I did this. <laughs> and then she was like, so where did this happen? And I was like, uh... 11th Avenue, and uh, it was like the Troya strip club that they took me to. Oh, 11th Avenue. That's a dangerous neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, How could you be any more touristy than that? It was like, oh, I'm going to Colombia. I found a chief flag. I'm going tomorrow. <laughs> Have fun. Have you guys ever talked about that here? I, I, On SOS, no. No. <laughs> did you guys talk about it on Tiger Belly? Oh, I think we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's why, it's too good not it's to crazy. talk about it. Okay, so you didn't go to a consulate or embassy. You just went to the cops. Nah, and then I got bored, like tired of that. Because there were like people in there reporting like actual crimes. <laughs> like some guy like who would like obviously like had like his full body was in bandages and his parents were holding Oof. him up or something. Like they were like, I was like, oh, let's not take uh, take up their time. So George, yeah. you or Sun Yu? Yes. <laughs> no. No, Su Yang. Oh, Su Yang. How oh, dare no. you? And that's yeah. also. Wrong. I got. I was close. I was pretty close. Yeah, Su Yang. So also, <laughs> like at the very beginning, right? He meets Su Yang. Yeah. He has. It doesn't feel like it's it's a casual encounter, right? He's not looking for her. Who's he? 
and he has the the Who the he? necklace uh, Jack, he? Jackie Chan. He, is and he has the necklace ready. You know all the tropes. Basically, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's like is he her karate teacher <laughs> yeah. or so, is he a cop? Okay. I didn't know that, but researching, I didn't know this. He is apparently his her martial arts instructor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's also just a detective in Hong Kong. Yeah, who's yeah. also like very close to the consul, who has nothing to do, to do with it. any sort of like police matters. Yeah, but <laughs> no, except he does because on, uh, he's on the boat uh, chasing either Jun Tao or who like <laughs> Jun Tao's first. No, 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 uh, Jackie Chan. Tao was. I'm, I'm saying the consul doesn't have to meddle oh, with yeah, any yeah, sort yeah. of police matters. Is like why does he report into the consul? Like, things that, that don't make sense bad. in the movie. There's the Asian guy with the bleach blonde hair who just <laughs> from happens to be everywhere, even from though he like he just puts on a waiter's outfit at the final scene. And then you're like, don't expect anybody to figure out who it is. Yeah, I, I think it's such a it's such a movie. It has it's a bleach all the, blonde hair guy be, so that the American audience knows that's the guy. Yeah. Right. So that he's distinctive. Blonde hair, Asian. <laughs> right. It, it absolutely I don't know who the be. villain is. Oh, wait, the blonde Asian. There we go. It's done like that. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Uh, it's a highlighter, you know? This one. <laughs> Follow this guy. Follow the white rabbit right here. But it's true. Like, also, that person, the consul, right? I don't know who he is in Hong Kong. He cannot be a consul in Hong Kong. Looks like there's a transfer of power. <laughs> and then he he becomes consul in, this, in, in LA. Yeah. If that makes sense, like, that they have a consul here and that that consul does something related to the arts and like, you know, culture. That's what the consulates yeah, yeah. are for, you know, promote the culture of it. Why does he have this console fifty million dollars or seventy million dollars? That makes no sense. Yeah, where does he have the money for fifty million US dollars? Is this the government of China? Oh, you, who you think you kidnapped? Chelsea Clinton? <laughs> right. Hey once again, wow, this <laughs> yeah, is great. That, that, Can we go do we have a li- I wanna hear him do all the crystal lines. Yeah. Do yeah, yeah. List? <laughs> oh, oh man, I was like, can we throw it on screen or something? But, do do uh, this is the United States of uh, James Carter. I'm Michael Jackson. You're Tito. <laughs> that one's too long. I'm not. No, 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 you got it. You got do it. it. Try it. This is yeah. you got it. You got I it. Got I forgot it. the whole line. What? Okay, we're, the United ready? States of James Carter. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not memorizing a line live on air. Like, let's keep going. Let's keep going. <laughs> but yeah, because like I feel like so they recovered this whole art uh, collection, right? Yes, this yes. British guy. And British. it's not one thing, right? It's like a bunch of crates bases, yeah. of, of stuff that he's stealing. Who's, where is he going to put this art collection in his house, you know? Also, that like, food would look great in my bathroom. <laughs> right. Also, isn't that valuable? <laughs> right. I I don't know. He's 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 been there for a long time stealing all of that There's stuff. But it, but it tracks for an action movie. Stealing something, right? Very simple. It's 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 He's stealing, something. right? Stealing something, something big that you can hide behind, <laughs> shoot at, and then. Oh, because... yeah, what's your biggest laugh of the movie? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Mine was the vase. That, sorry, you just yeah. the vase that he's like fighting two guys, he, but he's like cares about this vase. He has to tip it up. He's, he's then he fights the other it. guy who t- one guy tips <laughs> it over. The way. Then he tips it over. And then he, someone then he finally. T- <laughs> I respect. Thanks that. for this guy's a punchline thief. <laughs> Freaking punchline thief! I'm setting it up before I have a chance to finish setting it up. Wow, this I, is a very. This, is a very oh, ge- this really is a very. <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> this is a very Chris Tucker. You guys' relationship is very Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. Yeah, accent. That you call me off. So clearly, they are very hip. 
Yeah, very hip. <laughs> very urban. Can we get, we have George. What's your favorite punchline of the movie? Honestly, I do appreciate, but see how his favorite part that made him laugh was actually physical comedy in the form of action, which I think is amazing. That's the first thing he said. It's Jackie Chan's reaction. Like, Jackie, I didn't get to my fucking, when I laughed, because this guy fucking stole it. And then he gets shot. I saw the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then he gets shot. So well, well, he well, saves the vase twice and then walks away, thinking he's great, and then it gets yeah. shot behind him. And Jackie Chan's face, she'll reaction, is like what puts the punchline on that joke. Yeah. I can't think of an exact moment. I do really, uh, I honestly laugh a lot at all the lines you said. Like anytime Chris Tucker said something yeah. to Jackie Chan, I was like, this is hilarious. Yeah. Which and is funny to me. His reaction, I think that that's why it's it's a really good. I, I think one of my favorite moments is that montage when he, uh, Jackie Chan teaches Chris Tucker how to uh, get the gun. Oh, apprehend the gun. And, oh, yeah. and then they walk away both dancing at the same yeah. time. So one teaches him how to dance and the other one teaches him how to move for. And then they both walk uh, yeah. together dancing. I thought that was a... Uh, but continue with the plot, sorry. Great smile. You got no, I was just questions. wondering how these guys <laughs> go for the console for money. I mean, even if he was like a... He's a rich guy. Like, $50 million. Even, even if he's Consoles like rich, are usually rich people who bribe... Uh, who, uh, spend money uh, <clears throat> to help campaigns and then through oh, okay. campaign 50... funding get their jobs. I will say $50 million is a lot of money in 1999. So right. I think he's he's an independently wealthy person who becomes uh, gets into politics through wealth. <laughs> that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of analysis. No, it's just it's not it's obvious. Everybody who's in an embassy like but here's the thing. We're breaking the ambassador now. and the council are all rich people who paid for those jobs. Mm. But okay. a, it's it's the international system. Here's the thing again. This whole time I've never even questioned this until this moment. Right. It's track with me. Politician. The part that consulate from China. No, here's the part that money. doesn't make sense. Right. Here's the part that doesn't make sense. Chinatown. They say the exact restaurant they're supposed yes. to go to in Chinatown. Yeah. And Jackie uh, Fu Chow? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker show up there. First, and, and the bad wait. guys are there. The bad guys didn't set the drop off at like some random place that they could control. It's they set it off at their home ground. Like yes. this. And fun fact about that: their restaurant, that restaurant the is place, still there. And the they place that they name. like had been doing all their bad guy stuff out of. It's uh, yeah, but everything is like that, and you don't question it because it doesn't really matter. The moment you question the reality of the movie, the movie falls apart. Oh, 100 But it doesn't matter. It's just fun. Um, yeah. It's just fun. Do we have any uh, Jackie Chan lines that uh, Andres can say authentically? I can do that. <laughs> Pete, you have anything for the movie? You can what, say which it. one was that one? That was like uh, at the beginning when he starts talking to him and like, do you understand anything I'm saying? <laughs> the only reason I'm disappointed with yours is that's like my favorite Jackie Chan like face the whole time because it is so perfect. It's like it's, it's the face you... Yes, yeah. Here's a simple one. Just go, Such a oh, good Beach face. Boys. Oh, Beach Boys. Oh, Beach Boys. But yeah. Jackie Chan. I, I wish Jackie I could. Not, not because of, uh, I just don't have the... Try your best. Oh, Beach Boy. <laughs> oh, no. You take out the S and that makes it... Do <laughs> <laughs> you guys have to... <laughs> I, should, I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't it was difference. the same <laughs> accent. He just made it not plural. <laughs> and you know what? That's how you do a Chinese right. accent. I was worried I, you were laughing that it was so I good, can, and I, I was can, not understanding what was no, happening. I can, I, he tried so hard. It sounded the exact same without an S. I know. 
He was I, like, I, 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 oh, I, got I can do this podcast in Spanish because I can do those accents really well. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, Natalo. Say, oh, say no, oh, Beach no. Boys in a Spanish accent. I can't say a uh, word. With Chinese, go. No, because Beach Boys is the same word. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do Beach okay. Boys. Then do another I line. I can speak in Spanish with a Chinese accent, but I'm not going to do it. I want to hear that. I would love <laughs> Culturally, I want to learn that. I want to experience it. Come on, grow up. Do it. Okay, just say grow this. Up. Just say this. Grow up. Okay, just grow say up. this. Uh, I don't care about you. I don't care about him. I only care about the girl. She's 11 years old. Hey, you're talking with the producers of the top Asian podcast <laughs> Come on, in America. Right. In Spanish. I don't care about her. I don't care about you. I don't care about him. I care about the, the girl. She's 11 years old. Stop giving such long lines. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like you give lines okay. to, to say. Oh, sure. What the f- No me importas tú, no me importa ella, only me importa la niña. <laughs> that was Chinese? No, That's that was the word. That, that was the word. No, because he switched the L's and the R's, but it's the most. Oh, my God. But that's the most childish version. Yeah. That's I'm like childish. that's like a kindergartner doing an Asian accent. He's like, I am so good at doing Asian accents in Spanish. Again, I got oh, caught. That's very funny. I like that. Um, I am so good at doing lice <laughs> i eat lice that's that's his version of it true i got we're going to disneyland to go on a roller coaster oh my god all right next <laughs> oh my goodness you were you were awful at accents you've been hiding behind this your I, whole life Tao guys back to oh you were an idiot in spanish i'm an idiot in you were so dumb they never like. Oh my god! Speaking of, I thought you were smart. <laughs> you know what this you is just re- had an accent. No, you were truly dumb. <laughs> you know what this is reminding me? Of? It really yeah. does remind me of our trip to the Philippines. Oh my god! For anyone yeah. watching right now, I traveled with these two guys to the Philippines, and this is all this was. <laughs> yeah, this is this is our dynamic. It's usually him smiling, him getting upset, oh, yelling yeah, at him, <laughs> but he's not affected by any of it. I'm just like, this is great. <laughs> and we usually had a breakfast buffet too. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> and he talks to himself all the time. Get it together! <laughs> Thank God with this skeleton, you know. I you don't know how somebody get it together. We're anybody, live here. Anybody who's recording, just make sure it's up not this. live. Yeah. Oh no, no, it's not live. I'm just oh. kidding. Okay, more, more, more rush hour. Uh, favorite scene. Uh, favorite scene. Uh, I like the Buster Keaton. Uh beginning where you first meet Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker's trying to pawn him off to do touristy things you get to actually see oh it's like introducing Jackie Chan in a western to a western audience yeah like hanging on the Hollywood sign in front of the Chinese theater it's like yeah. all that stuff was like oh that's fun and then him breaking into the consulate I guess Wayne Manor right him like jumping the walls doing all that stuff it was like they gave him enough showing his Jackie Chan powers yes which I thought was cool because a lot of those were wide shots of doing that yes stunts. you can see that he can do it yeah. yeah. So for me, it was that it's that sequence of him getting to uh, yeah, him getting out of the bus, like by you know, all of those things are awesome. Yes. Basically, yeah. Yeah, getting to Z. Shout out to Zima, who was also an arrival as the Chinese admiral or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, every, <laughs> <Is it> everything. <laughs> everything. Um. Okay. What was your favorite scene? Favorite scene. I think for me, probably. Is yeah, all, all all of the all of the physical action that is uh seen, you know, when you could see him like shine, mm-hmm. 
And then I like the moment. Just with all the physical action. Yeah, the, the physical every action. Every scene with action. When when, when you see him <laughs> shine, basically when you can see him uh, on wide shots and, and doing all this special stuff. Because uh, what's your favorite scene from The Hangover? The one with the jokes. No, no, no. <laughs> when you see him being uh, not yeah. cut like in most of the other scenes. Yeah. But I think probably my favorite scene is the. Uh, that summarizes the movies, the two of them in the car with the with the Don't Touch Them and uh, Black Mary, uh, Black oh, that's great. Radio. What does Jackie say? Uh, What's your favorite scene from Schindler's List? Oh, the sad one. <laughs> I wow, he's tell- still thinking about the Run Hod <laughs> jokes. <laughs> don't worry. He'll do that a couple more times. <laughs> He'll run out of steam eventually when we don't pay attention. What's your favorite scene like- in uh, Citizen Kane? Oh, the one in black and white. <laughs> there we go. How do you hide? Okay, UCB, you got to hide in that. That's yeah, tough, buddy. That- you have one more left. <laughs> yeah. So I'll let you think about that. You got to hide the fuck out of that. Dad, I should have said that for the last one. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Um, That's the third. You did four, so I have to do five. Yeah, you, you have to keep one, going one, at least for another 10 minutes. Yeah, I'm going to cut the week, weakest one of those, so that's the third one. <laughs> um, uh, okay, wait. Uh, so, you know, like the the very beginning, like he... Never touch a black man's radio. But what did Jackie say? I feel like he did that callback at some point. Don't touch a blah, 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 Chinese man. Gun? I don't know. I just remember it being really funny because he'd always just call back with Chris Tucker. Yeah. I don't remember that, if there's a callback. Oh, that. I have another favorite scene. Yeah. The end credits. <laughs> the Hong Kong style cinema end credits. The best part. Gefilte fish. <laughs> okay. Oh, you hate end credits, huh? I Oh, he does he not cut does he not consider them as a part of the movie? No, it's just like again, like that's so, so much of the, the bloopers, the self awareness of it, it's not as 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 fun for me. Really? Yeah. Like you're, everything You're a real movie magic guy. You don't like to know how I like I like the movie magic moments. Do, so do you know how uh Reverend did the bear? Yes. I so do. you do like movies. No, I, but not during the movie. That I learned later, you know. So, the, so. the best of those end credits is when uh, yeah, Chris Tucker saying those those three words, you can't get them right, the shishini or whatever. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. ja- and Jackie Chan's like, it's three words. I did a whole movie. <laughs> yeah, that's he right. can't say three that's, words. That's an awesome and there, moment. I think there was an airplane where he's like, gefilte fish. Gefilte fish, right? Is that one too? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the great thing about those type of credits in, in the Hong Kong movies is sometimes you see the real theme yeah, going wrong, like the Super Cup theme, for example. Yep, yep. Michelle Young doing the... Oh, the train? The train with the yeah. motorcycle, and that's the, the insanity. Yeah. It's like, how can someone get away with shooting that Rum- Rumble in the Bronx, they reveal in the end that uh, he like, sprained his ankle or fractured his foot, like the third of the movie. Right. So he did the whole rest of it after resting for a week with a fake shoe <laughs> in a cast. Yeah, like, this is insane. Insanity. Wait, was he like jumping on a boat or was that was balcony boat, yeah. scene? It was the boat, right? It was right? the boat, yeah. Yeah. I, I would totally recommend people to like just rediscover those movies because uh, they are such a pleasure to watch and so much fun. Uh, in general, the Jackie yeah. Chan. Like, I'm actually Hong curious. I'd love to see. Can you guys go back and forth and name a Jackie Chan movie? I want to see who it runs out first. Five, four. Andres, you're first. Go. Okay. Do we. But be faster, though. Movies that but we. Be faster. Seen? Um, he made this boring. Uh, just do it in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, podremos hablar de películas con Jorge. Okay, so I would say, in Okay, I'll start. Gino. We'll do right. Okay, I'll start. Rush hour. Rush hour two. Rush hour three. <laughs> Good job. Uh, Rumble in the Bronx. Mr. Nice Guy. I'm out. 
Wow. We uh, <laughs> Pete's so upset. A police story. Police story two. A police story three super cop. There we go. A uh, foreigner. I love Ooh. foreigner. Wait, pause. You love the foreigner? That, you know, do you know this movie? <clears throat> no. Yeah. Jackie Chan made a comeback as like a 55-year-old yeah, with can, James Bond. He still has it. And it's basically, how would you describe it as uh, uh, Home Alone meets <laughs> a Chinese old man? Yes. But, um, and he, I think they 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 said that they had a script in 2017 that Jackie Chan liked for a Rush Hour 4. Mm. But probably. That's going to happen. With Brett Ratner and all of that, who knows? I mean, he's not going to direct it. It's a. Okay, what happened with Brett Ratner? I just I don't I I didn't hear about this. That, that's me all I just want to know. Me too. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Me too. Bad things and and don't just look if at you like, didn't get the hit don't by just, the Weinstein. Thing, don't just look at the too. first thing and just think oh, sexual misconduct. Oh, that could be anything that's like innocent. <sighs> no, he moved to Israel to get out of the U.S. because of what he did. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. All those directors. Yeah, he said. <laughs> <laughs> got fired. Moved to Israel. <laughs> um. Okay, uh, I don't even know. You guys der- derailed me completely. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, this, this I'm still podcast. low-key derailed from him earlier laughing hysterically for eight minutes because of the L the R thing. Right. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, but I, I did want to, I mean, every time we have a guest, I do want to learn something okay, about you. Something I know you know. I, I, I know you. So. Yes, I'm better at tennis than you. And you have weaker ankles. And I have weak ankles. Every Yo, morning explain, you came, explain every what morning you would be like, oh, I sprained my left ankle. I sprained my right ankle. Oh, I sprained both ankles. Bro, like, the, stop playing tennis. The medic at say, the hotel had seen me this is four we out of the seven uh, days. Both of you with racket sports, I have to say, you have something in common. Every time I play squash with George, like <laughs> an injury. Every time, not every time. Well, every decade I play. is <laughs> <laughs> once a decade. <laughs> then we have to stop for 10 years for him stop to recover. Last time I played with him at Columbia. No, you, uh, he, he didn't have a squash court around. Like you... And then you... you bro, be... that was great. Three times. Three times. I sprained my left ankle twice and my right ankle once playing tennis with him. It was the dumbest thing, too, because we're yeah. like, ah, oh, it's raining. Should we play? And then we'll play. And then I'll be I think I'm healed up. I'll put like, I'll wrap it up after going to the medic. We take some Tylenol twice. ibuprofen. And we'll come back. He's like, hey, it's raining again. Should we play? I'm like, oh, let's, just re- let's just try it. We'll go slow. Next thing you know, we get competitive, sprain the ankle again. <laughs> oh. Yes. Um, but. Uh, go ahead, ask me. Okay. So you grew up in Atlanta. Yep. Did you always want to be in entertainment? Uh no. Uh I think I was one of those people that were lost. Uh I was in in high school my main thing was music. I was in marching band. Marching band, concert band, played the trumpet. Yeah, I know. I would what you consider a band nerd. I was yeah. the band vice president. I was uh the trumpet leader and I was also MVP of the band uh <laughs> programs wow juicy juicy too so i think like chick magnet over here it's a and i was not late in high school you you don't need to say that part that was i was uh, i was probably fingered by someone but not late in high school uh it was the opposite it was terrible um yeah so then i uh i guess in my family like we love like all the kids have some kind of talent. So they're, the Filipinos are very pushy. Like, hey, dance, sing, do something. But I never thought about getting into entertainment. It was not until I was in college and I had to drop out of school because I was had flunking. To. Had to. Because uh, I was, 
flunking all my classes, and I was lying to my parents by photoshopping all my grades. Wow, you're one for of those. Two, sem- two semesters, yeah, like, making them straight up. Like I was like, I'd put B or C just to make it look realistic, even though everything was a straight F because I just stopped showing up to all my tests. Wow. So I can play Call of Duty <laughs> Warzone or not Warzone, Call of Duty 4. Okay. Uh, did they find out? They found out. So I had a hey, Did you at least get an A in graphic design for your Photoshop skills? No, never took that. It was I was in pre-law. Uh, what, 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 in what world would you be in pre-law? Because my dad's a lawyer. Uh, so that's, that's why. So that's, I, I did that's, pre-law. <laughs> That's for smart people. It it was it was stupid. So you wanted this up not no insult, but like I, somebody who's failing. Like if yeah, probably should do pre law. <laughs> if you weren't if 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 you knew you weren't going to like uh, take it seriously, you should have done something like where you didn't have to take well, it seriously. Well, here's the thing. This is why I like Europeans. I don't know if it's everyone, but I always hear as an American, they always take a year off after high school, or they take a sabbatical before getting to going to university or college. I don't know if this is true in Spain, but they like to figure out what they want to in do. In Spain, they take uh, 15 years off to live at their parents' house and go drink every night. And yeah. Which is the it laziest it country 15 ever. years off? Yeah, just to relax and explore. Before school? Yeah. Before college? No. Oh, Jesus. Like, I was joking. like... Um, yeah, Andres no. is, is uh, 60 years old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so wait, so that's what I did. So I didn't know what right. I wanted to do. Okay. And then uh, I don't know what it was. I think I saw something about something happened where I saw Super Bad a while ago, and I saw it again. It was starring Jonah Hill, and this is literally the thought: that guy's fat. I'm fat. I can do what he's doing, and that's kind of what maybe the that's bubble true. doing comedy and like, oh, you don't have to be like Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt. So that was kind of my. It wasn't entry. like he, this guy's funny. I'm funny. No, it was that. Well, maybe a little bit. It was like, oh, he's fat. I can do it. Okay. That was strictly a body image thing. I was like, he's fat. I could do this. Like representation is important, you know? Very, like, that's what... very much so. Yeah. Very much You'd so. never seen Chris Farley before? <laughs> You'd never... I don't think... I think... I guess it doesn't clue with me because Jonah Hill... Okay, here, here's Jonah Hill in that movie, also similar to my age. And it wasn't like... Uh, at that time, it was a very... The Judd Apatow style of, or Seth Rogen style of filmmaking. Very like... You can tell it was improv. You can yeah. tell it was like regular people trying to be real. And they were just talking and i was like i can talk yeah that's a columbia university filmmaker uh yeah greg matola there you go that movie yeah greg matola yeah do you do you know who greg matola is yeah the director of super bad <laughs> wait like you guys are all like friends no no no, 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 no he's no. uh he's older but no uh, he's successful yeah exactly <laughs> jesus <laughs> exactly uh so yeah i did that mm-hmm. and then uh i started taking an acting class and then i told my parents i was gonna drop out of school that was a whole thing where they stopped not talking to me for a minute, moved to Chicago, do Second City, uh, and then started the whole process five years ago. How later. did the stop talking start? Like, what What was the, like... So I did a PowerPoint press. So I... Okay. <laughs> yeah. I... I mean, was not dropped, to say that's a stereotypical Asian thing to do. No, it, it's... You it's, have to explain. I have to parents. explain. Yeah. Stereotypical is just go to school. They didn't care that was funny. Do you still have this PowerPoint? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I... Pr- maybe. Maybe I still have it. It was. Can you bring this PowerPoint? I want to see like the bullet points on I, all of this. I will. If I find it, I'll send it to you so you guys can show it. I read this article at the time. Emma Watson was 16 and she told her mom, I don't want to be in high school anymore. I want to act. And she wrote this whole presentation of like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to be in these movies. These are the actors that I can like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And her mom apparently received it with like, this is good. She had a plan. You're going to, we're going to take you out. Of high school, did she include that that she was actually gonna go to Harvard and then graduated from from a top school? Uh no, she did not. Okay, okay. So wait, did she? <laughs> she did. 
Like later? Yes. Oh shit! I didn't know that. <laughs> you, well, you forgot that. This oh, fuck. <laughs> well, the part I also forgot was I'm not a white woman <laughs> with white parents. Right. So I told I did the same thing with my parents, but I you know Mark Zuckerberg also <laughs> dropped, uh, dropped, dropped out of college. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm like him, right? Like Jonah Hill's fat. Mark Wahlberg dropped out of school. Uh, I made a PowerPoint, but and I didn't want to do it at the house. I was fearing my parents' reaction, so I brought them to a restaurant. And then I printed out the PowerPoint and gave them packets so they would not be yelled at or, hit, or honestly hit. Out of, so out of this fear, is like a breakup. I, I, a, print, a printed out PowerPoint? Print, that is the, and I, I, vaguely, did you at least put it on color? I, I think it was black and white. I had pictures in it too. What sucked, I'm like I'm trying to remember what sections, how I broke it down. I do remember a budget thing. I didn't know anything about budget. All did I, did was, your mom like skip to the back page? You're like, what? It, no! It, it was, you're like, no, no, no. Start. <laughs> page was, three. Page three, everybody. I think I copied someone's like LA blog of how to be an actor. Their budget sheet of like, so much a car rental costs, how much rent in LA and food per week. I just copied that, copy and pasted that. And then I think the, the thing in my mind I thought was like, oh, this is going to get them. I, uh, Printed a bunch of actors that dropped out of school. It was like George Clooney, Brad Pitt. <laughs> in hindsight, I'm like, every actor I gave her was the most famous white actor in history. Okay. And I was yes. like, and I used that as my example to be like, look, I can do that. Yes. Because look at all these actors. My main thing was trying to say, they dropped out of school, they're successful. That was trying to my yes. like thing. My parents skimmed through that, closed it, no eye contact for two hours at the restaurant they weren't talking to each other and awkward sushi eating wow <laughs> came back That's home painful. thought That's i was more gonna than get yelling thought i was gonna get screamed at came back up nothing silent they just went to their room and then from there on awkward conversations somehow i convinced them hey let me go to chicago to do second city steve carell tina fey they never went to theater school i didn't want to fucking do that they're like they did uh improv and that's how they're now doing second city <laughs> second city um and then, uh, but they said, if you go to Chicago, you have to live with your grandparents, because that's where originally I was, I'm from, born, mm -hmm. and you have to do online college. So I was doing community college online while doing Second City. Online meant not doing anything. So I was paying for a semester not to do anything. I was just drinking PBRs and doing improv. Did you <laughs> did you keep like faking the grades? Yes, I did the same thing. <laughs> 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 I did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, just wait who was paying for college this one was my mom because <laughs> I was like I don't want to go to college I'm not going to pay for it she's like no you're going to do it I wouldn't pay for it because why didn't you just like take tell her you'd pay for it and then fake the entrance and everything I fake, honestly fake everything he wasn't that smart at that fake I was the not, first dude, parts yeah. George I was not smart I look I got know. a scholarship to DeVry <laughs> <laughs> I should have said here, that for, send it, here mom you don't right. have to pay so, uh, but they do need. They said you need to buy a thousand dollars worth of books, and that's yeah. how I pay for my improv. Yeah, you're not a, a mastermind. I'm not. At the time, I yeah. was not. I yeah. was, definitely wasn't. So then I did that, and then eventually I told my. I just straight up told her. I was like, "Look, I'm flogging out. I don't want to do this." And then she definitely stopped. Not talking, but it was more like very awkward. Like conversations were very much like, "Hey, how are your grandparents doing?" And that was it. it was yeah. How, like it, for in her mind. And my parents, when I was like, he's going through a phase, which is like probably the most insulting thing I feel someone can tell you. It was like, when is this phase done? You're like, yeah. oh my God, this is like my life right now. Right. Uh, so our we were really close, uh, relationship kind of tarnished, then cut to five years in Chicago. I get hired by Second City. I'm tour doing some like uh, 
shows for Second City, hired by them. I'm also making money touring with an Asian group that Stephen Yun, Danny Pudi were in. So I was doing that, and they came to visit for like a, a family holiday, and they came out to like a bunch of my shows, also sold out shows and whatnot. They flew back to Atlanta, called me individually, not um, not planned. They just said, "We get it." So it was like them, I think, for them being like, "Oh, they got to see a crowd. People are laughing at their son, and he's making money, and he's not terrible at this." We get it. Mm-hmm. So after that, it was a huge flip, and probably a couple years later, or maybe the next year, my mom was like. They became stage parents and they were like, what are you doing in Chicago? Are you trying to be on SNL? You're trying to be an actor, go to LA. And that's why I moved to LA. And then the whole thing got derailed a year in when I became a podcast producer. Right. <laughs> what was what was the improv scene like that's in awesome. Chicago? Were you like the, like one of the improv gods there? Like, wait, wait, like, definitely, you... definitely not a god. It's one of those things. I was pretty young. I got there when I was 20, so I couldn't would, go to bars. Like, who was the top of the improv scene like when you were there? The, I don't know if people like, would know them now. Uh, there's an actor named Sam Richardson who's here. Uh, there's a guy on Netflix who has a show called uh, Tim Robbins. Tim Robinson. I don't know if you guys know. He's yeah. a sketch yep, show yep, on yep, Netflix. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. those were the main people that were coming out. Of- Tim Tim Robinson, really? Tim Robinson. Oh, wow. So he was like the guy that left, and then everyone else on SNL is a writer or whatnot. I would say yeah. my level, my era. It's working actors now, but people don't know. Probably wouldn't know who they are, right? Uh, if you didn't know their face. Um, yeah, I think like the stand-up scene in Chicago, like in that era, was like huge and like who. Uh, Hannibal Burris. Oh, probably a little bit before Hannibal. you, right? Hannibal is before. Um, who's the main guy on Silicon Valley? Uh, T.J. Miller. No, the the main. Oh, those guys were improv guys. They were in a, they, they were improv guys too. They weren't second they city did stand though. Up as well, though. Uh, they middle, were middle 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 ditch. Thomas Middle Ditch. Ditch. He was more I. He was almost in a thing. short that I produced. Oh, because my buddy did stand up. Yeah, in Chicago. Uh, sure, traditional but, media guy over here. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ooh. no, that was online. It won the uh, <laughs> oh New York and it, what are you Film Festival. In, in of 3,000 entrants in one first place. Uh, were you interested bump. in the stand-up at all or not? No. Don't like stand-up. Okay. Love watching it. Do not like participating in stand-up at all. Right. He's very good at stand-up. Yeah, he, but who can race to that level? Look at him. He's talking to himself. <laughs> You're on camera, man. <laughs> he's thinking like, okay, what's my comeback? What's my comeback? No, who who do you know who has asshole. futon, Joe? <laughs> Foot. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Ooh, oh, spicy. This Coming asshole. in hot. You, the, the, only reason, the only reason you've ever, been funny, <laughs> you've ever been funny when you did stand up on, on Bad Friends is because I wrote the jokes and you butchered half the punchlines on that. Yo, the funny Mother thing is his, fuck. dude, when, he, when you wrote his jokes, his stock rose so much on the internet because of that. Oh my God. Hilarious. This, mm-hmm. Imagine oh, if he'd actually said the punchlines correctly <laughs> half the time. I'm just naturally funny. You know, I don't try hard. I will say this. You are naturally funny. <laughs> right. You are naturally the funny. Accent. <laughs> the accent helps. The accent it's doesn't great. hurt. The accent. It's great. Um, okay. So I then say the, same thing. the podcasting was... theme was just pure uh, serendipity, right? You'd... Serendipity. Thought it was yeah. cool to work with Bobby Lee. Uh, Kalilo, we bonded over mixed martial arts. We met up. We kept doing that. I was yeah. still acting. I was in the CBS showcase for comedy. So I was still- oh, Yeah, that was your whole thing. Like when we first, uh, when yes, I first started. When George came in. Right. You were big on like the CBS showcase. I was I was selected at the time. It was very hard to get. It was like 3,000 applicants and it was yeah. like final 20. And I was in that. That actually helped a lot. I got a bunch of auditions. A lot of cast directors saw me. Uh, I was enjoying that grind. Uh, honestly, I actually do just enjoy acting. Yeah. And then- uh, was and still then, doing it when we were doing Tiger Belly, but then but I was Tiger think, Belly was a hobby at the beginning, no? It wasn't like a- It was a hobby. Job. I didn't know anything. I right. really, I, people have heard this story so many times. Yeah. Uh, you can hear it again if you sign up for their next educational <laughs> camp. <laughs> right. Is that happening, guys? Should we promote that now? What's the next one? <laughs> we don't know yet. You do know. Check the link down below. <laughs> Just every week. Spots oh. are filling up. 
Spots Check seven AK stats. It's a lot of work for It's a lot of work for me, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll so see. We'll like do it. Work. Again. Yeah, that's but, fine. <laughs> but, but okay, so so yes, work. I we know, and I know I know you told the story before, so we can skip a little bit through how you got to Tiger Belly. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a sound engineer and all sound that. engineer, which then slowly being with him, grateful for George, he kind of opened my eyes into the producing world. Not even just like how to do things, but very much so how we should frame ourselves behind the camera, in front of the camera. My whole lens has always been in front of the camera, right. which learning behind the camera, dealing with you know talent management, like all the organization of it, understanding different dynamics, people's roles between me and him, even learning our roles with you're the, the best system. at talent management. What do you mean you? No, but like learning that, like right. I didn't. My lens was Through only doing like, it. I'm just here to show up. I'll do sound. But I was like, oh, I'm really not a sound engineer here. Let me lean into what my gifts are. And George kind of helped expose. Like, I said, like, oh, best that, in the best, best in the best. George is good what he does. And I was like, oh, let me fill the gaps where maybe he's lacking. Right. And come in. I was like, oh, that's happened to work well for me. So then for me and George, it was actually a very good combination of like, like I said, I don't know how. No, else very complimentary skill set. I don't know how yeah. this would have happened. Honestly, if we were not very specific people involved in this operation, but that kind of opened my eyes to the producing aspect, and I really enjoyed that. And then, you know, I, during the pandemic, uh, Tiger Belly blew up. I really feel like that's where we really got a big push, and also the workload became more for me and him. So that's where I, my reps at one point, I was still going out for like series regular. You were doing audition, doing like auditions. legit. Like I, I, mm-hmm. lo- I love in person stuff. I also hated when the pandemic happened because I don't like on camera. I don't like self tapes. I hate them. I prefer to be in the room, joke around, talk with the cast director, right. get notes, feedback. Right. And, and I think the the other thing is so impersonal that you don't. I hate. You it. don't feel the energy. So yeah. I already was kind of like, oh, I don't want to fucking do it. I'll wait till there. This is gone. Whatever long it takes. But then I was. Let me focus on Tiger Belly. And then we started because man, dude, we were doing like. I will say we were probably the first podcast to have good audio during the yep. pandemic because everyone was doing Zoom and George was like, this is going to suck for us, but we just got to record at three different locations, meet up at Bob's Burger and, <laughs> and Toluca Lake and yeah. give all the footage and sync whatever the fuck this is. Yeah, we were the first people to have good mics. Like we still did it through it Zoom. That's a good idea. But everybody had a good mic. Yeah, yeah. That so, was... so the mics that everybody heard was the good mics that we used. Because I just remember yeah. everyone was like, oh, it's so hard to listen to podcasts during that time because it was just shitty audio. So then I did that, and then that's where I really focused more on, like, my, I guess, pushing the that aspect of Gilbert of producing, which I, then I was like, oh, I enjoy this. And that obviously led into uh, doing more stuff even outside of Tiger Belly where it's like, oh, let me do some short films. Like what you guys are doing in college, like, let me do that now. Yeah. People are still act, asking me to act and stuff. So it was like, Oh, I can just, I don't have to pick one lane. I can just do all these things I enjoy. But at that time, Tiger Belly focus for sure, which kind of right. helped me in this other aspect of entertainment, I guess, which then honestly helps me on the other side of the camera, of like seeing how things work. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of actors out there. I'm like, dude, you need to like PA or something because you're a, an idiot on set. <laughs> right. Like I will tell you actors like you don't know, but everyone on that side of the camera hates you right now. Because you just don't know what's going on. No, and that's why actors uh, can be really good directors and all that because yeah. they learn right all of the positions. You know, you are there all the time. You better learn yeah. something. And yeah. Uh, so how did you put? I guess now all your producing skills, your martial arts, like love, your acting together into your new new company, new venture. Yeah. So a lot of it. Honestly, kind of, uh, or even jumping into this or building the skill set is because me and George, I don't feel like give George any. Point. I have to give him credit. We, no. well, he we, taught. We he, don't do that. I'll say this: out. he taught me how to nerd out. You about, should give me more credit. <laughs> he taught me how to nerd out about YouTube. Uh-huh. I never yeah. really cared about. I like, I like watch a lot of YouTube content, but he kind of pushed me, and I probably went in a different sector now. But like to really jump into like just nerd out about how 
the new media works. Mm-hmm. So once I learned that, I actually got into some of the people that were talking about this. Shout out to Colin Samir. You guys like him? I don't know if you guys like him or not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout out to Colin and Samir. <laughs> Shout out to Colin and Samir. Like, got have them con- content creators like that. We'd love to have you on. Right. Jump on here. Comment at him. Um, and uh, then I was like, oh, then, you know, people saw I had the skill set. I would. I was talking to, what's his name? My partner now for Ost Media, which is a martial arts uh, uh, action cinema, let's say publishing company, right? Right. I got into that because it was because I was the actor at first. The uh, the co-founder, my co-founder, uh, actually had one of the largest uh, production companies back in the day called Logan. They're the ones that created the Apple uh, commercials. A lot of big, uh, a lot of big commercials from Logan. And he separated a different company called Gen Pop, which saw my script. I wrote a Rumble in the Bronx style action comedy starring a Filipino who was a nurse who got caught up, like Jackie Chan. And I wrote a series. They fucking loved it. They're like, let's pitch this. Uh, they put money into it, uh, made me train at 8711 with the stunt guys. Yeah, I did all this, those videos yeah, online. I did this whole thing. We had this teaser, and then the pandemic happened as soon as we had all our meetings set up. And I was like, the steam died, but that relationship, everything is for a reason, everyone. Cut to now, or last year, he hits me up. He's like, hey, martial arts, I just sold this big automobile YouTube channel to a big company. Let's do the same thing with martial arts. And that's... He's like, handle the creative. You understand your media skate, uh, space. You know a lot of the martial artists in the space. So mm-hmm. just, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. My skill set now lends to new things. So that's kind of how I. And that's a cool full circle. And I, I tell people, I was telling yeah, people at the yeah. Seven Aches Boot Camp, yeah. I'd be a super producer. Check out the website. It might <laughs> happen again. I was telling everyone, mm-hmm. you, you can't plan too much. No. I mean, you guys going to, I would, I'm curious to see what you guys, you guys went to Columbia for a very specific reason. And now your entertainment careers are probably taking a different route yeah and you can still go back it's just you just don't know what's going to happen it's always a zigzag you never a straight line even you end up arriving wherever you wanted to go but definitely like a lot of people <laughs> ask me literally you know how do how do what well, you get that job and it's like uh pure through me yeah call george <laughs> call george he, yeah you know what well, i don't think on. you said that at the thing i don't think you said no go, george but <laughs> go go to uh, thanks to my good friend george i don't come on voted best channel on instagram and ask for a job oh wow do you still have that as your handle no it's george <laughs> underscore kimmel this guy doesn't right. keep up Wow, what is the way? He's, he's trying to you... make fun of me for my early YouTube. But why, wait, why did you have that as your handle? Um, I uh, once I saw all the idiots that were big on YouTube, I was like, I can do this when I was at Maker Studios. So yeah. I started a whole like I thought my whole name would be Voted Best uh, Channel. So I have like my YouTube Voted Best Channel. I got like my first uh, Instagram, my first uh, I got a tw- my Twitter handle. I think is probably still that. Yeah, but what I was gonna say is like <laughs> it's serendipity and like you never plan this thing. Can't control it. It was like something. Mm-hmm. Of course, I I I I had a relationship with George and Bryce. Bryce and George have all work on my on my movies. George produced most of my films at Columbia. And he worked Bryce, on my movies, the ones that and, I produced. And he directed work- the movies I produced. Jerk. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my movies. And, and and I am an author and Bryce, of short films. Bryce too. So I I knew <laughs> which there was is, that. Which is another great lesson for people listening and want to get into this the space. networking or, and the. I say I I don't use the word networking as much. Sure, network. Yeah. But real relationships is why you're here. You guys are yeah. actual friends. Yeah. But I tell people the, be real. Like if you're real friends with someone, you're gonna work with them. Yeah. That's just. I, but to be honest, like I would say ninety percent of any jobs I had had been because of someone I knew and never through a call resume. Same. So it's never, I always tell people, usually people like to hire people they like they and they can with. work with 
more than having specific skills because you can always train, you can always learn those skills. Yeah, didn't Greg like, Matola get his uh, job directing because he was a good drinking buddy? Exactly. Is that like, for real? Yes. In case you do get to make a movie and people yeah. get to see it in the theater, like movie Rush Hour. <laughs> yeah, let's bring go. it back. Let's go to Rush Hour. Okay, this don't said, laugh at that uh, that that transition. Has, I tried. Has, I tried. Has I tried, hey, Gilbert. You saw. Hey, if we go any longer, you're gonna be driving home in Rush Hour. <laughs> Oh, almost like Blake. Oh, <laughs> oh wait. Speaking of that, in the movie, did you did you guys tell me the scene where the title is said? Yeah, and yeah. The, the very all beginning. The, all the cards are stopped. ridiculous. Yeah, sir. What seems to be well, the problem with the with the first? It's Juntao. just rush hour. Yeah, so, <laughs> I'm Juntao number one. It's uh yeah. Also, maybe uh, uh Andres... oh yeah, that scene is so absurd. Everything. He stops them. Shoot. Then the girl. Uh, okay, so uh, Juntao one. <laughs> Juntao. Yeah. Asian stops, Asian stops uh, the girl. Well, she's going to like private school, obviously, getting right. driven there, and she's singing uh, rap music. Yeah. Then she runs away. Rapping. A rap motorcycle. A Mo motorcycle comes out of nowhere. Are... Yes. Picks her up, running down the street. And then a where van. Was and then <laughs> yeah. it takes her a half a block away to a, to a van that is waiting. None of this, like, no. There is no need for the motorcycle to be there or anything. <laughs> There's nothing except the van that has but to happen. Again, watching it, I was like, oh my god, it's what an amazing ice movement, fun. Yeah, uh, I know. Like, it all, all the camera moves. Like, the the, the motorcycle made it more exciting because there was another menace. She's getting away. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense that, just in case, we have a time at the motor. The the van isn't there, and the van can't drive on the street that we're on to right where she is, and she runs away. Let's have a motorcycle to pick her up. Definitely is one of those things because the movie was super successful. I think it made three hundred and fifty million dollars. Ridiculous. Time. So like it was. Uh, I think about Jackie Rodney. Chan's first yeah. movie first in the states, in the and state. then Chris Tucker was like the next Eddie Murphy. Definitely. Whatever happened to Chris Tucker? Because he had a, in a Star Is Born. He had a good run. Because he did a few movies like back to back, right? What? They had the Fifth Element was there. Oh my god, he was in Fifth uh, Element. Yeah, he played uh, himself, so right? Yeah, he basically oh, played himself. He, yeah. he he did before this. He did Money Money Talks with Brett Ratner. Yeah. Uh, what are other big things he did? Uh, I'm afraid this is guest movies. I feel like I'm confused with other black. I mean, he did Silver Linings more recently. Silver Linings. Oh, he playbook? was in Silver Linings Playbook. That was right. Yeah, but. <coughs> oh my God! Did I say he was in? In uh, you, yeah, you said. What, who is it, who's in that? Is there a black person? In that? No, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Maybe Lady Gaga. African American actor. No, um, <laughs> oh, Medea goes to jail. He was but the... he did not. Jesus. He did not become Eddie Murphy. He did not. <laughs> Jesus, you heard that, Chris Tucker? <laughs> well, you did not become Eddie Murphy. But he, he, he felt like that at the moment when he was doing Rush Hour. It's like the same sort of role that Eddie Murphy was doing before. And he's as funny in the movies as slapstick he could do. The action thing. Yeah. I, I think, you know, what was the Eddie Murphy movie? Be Beverly Hills uh, Beverly Cop. Hills Cop. Uh, right? like it's a similar, similar thing, but it never, I don't know why, it never, it never crystallized. You have a rush hour, man. Uh, classic. Yeah. Classic. And, and they did two and three, so obviously it was- And four the, is coming up. Two is good. I like two. Yeah. Two was the one with- uh, Wasn't Don Cheadle in that one? He played like a black kung fu guy. Is that two? Or is that three? I thought it was funny. I, I, I remember it, like picks. he was like, hey, we're going to meet this like Chinese like martial yeah. artist, and it's Don Cheadle. <laughs> and they have- uh, uh, What's the guy in, in uh, Entourage? The, the... Matt Dillon? Jeremy no, Piven, Entourage, the the what? Pi yeah yeah Jeremy Jeremy Piven, yeah. who <laughs> play 
<laughs> place in, in rush hour this gay uh oh the gay dude the gay uh and the, uh, this, the clothing the clothing store, store yeah but you see a lot of like these characters yeah later on when you rewatch oh, them oh man like, oh that's, that's an inter- that's an interesting Bear- jeremy piven yeah so, jeremy so people piven. that haven't seen rush hour gilbert why should they see rush hour yeah <laughs> that's not very convincing at all oh my god what is he just choked on Andre's face <laughs> looking at it while he drank water was so weird his lips quivered um, seriously what the hell was that um, this is why you should watch Rush Hour if you've never seen a Jackie Chan movie which I think is crazy I think this might be a good introduction to see what Hong Kong cinema can look like and I think it's a good entry point because you do get a really I do think you get really great buddy cop banter um, I think it's still funny. It still holds holds up. And if you are, let's say, on the side of the spectrum that you're, you feel like things are can be problematic. I still think you will laugh, even if you look at it in the context of the '90s. Yeah, it is very. It to me, it's a silly movie, and I think it's engaging. And also, dare I say, visually, Jun Tao One, one of the best looking Asian villains out there. Right. Very menacing. Yeah. Fifty million dollars now, or she dies. It's like a lot of breath. I'm like, that's a good villain. So for those reasons, check out Rush Hour. And if you do like that, then you can go through the deep dive of Jackie Chan films. Like Andre said, Super Cop, uh, Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah. Um, like all the old Hong Kong, US, kind of weird, Hong Kong slash kind of US films. And then you can go, you know, watch Shanghai Nights, Shanghai Noon if you yeah. want to see more of the American stuff. This guy. <laughs> uh, don't watch Tuxedo or The Medallion terrible films yeah okay awesome so thank you gilbert for coming it's like a strange episode <laughs> why strange i'm curious because usually the movie uh you know we did movie talk and then we did a lot of personal life stuff. personal and then... is that bad to talk personal no life no I, I love i love personal stuff but usually it's more intertwined yeah hmm. and then having why does it sound like you're blaming the guest <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm blaming George. Usually, usually it's more I'm intertwined. Bl- hey, I'm blaming George <laughs> for derailing me. There was a lot of derailing. No, I'll, but I'll just say some of it was on me. Yeah. Awesome having you, like always, Thanks, and man. talking to you. And you guys, always. tune in <laughs> next week for another SOS VHS. Check out, check out the casuals. Ooh, yeah, check YouTube. out the oh, casuals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, let's uh, check out OS Media. Uh, we just re- how do you spell that? O O S S M E D I A on YouTube. Us, uh, we got a brand new fil- video up right now. Uh, we teach a YouTuber how to become John Wick. Uh, we shoot a short. We train her for six months. It was a pilot to see six we can- months. Oh, sorry, six weeks. Six weeks. Six weeks to. Co- <laughs> it's either six months or six days. <laughs> but it's all impressive. Six hours. Very <laughs> impressive. The reason why we did this was a pilot to see how it'd be structured. So Bobby Lee could jump on and we can train him to see if he would be willing to be uh an action star uh but yeah you check out uh, on on us media as well we have a podcast about mma we talk mma we make jokes talk about foreskin it's called the casuals mma and we actually shoot it here in this wonderful location if you guys are also interested in booking your own podcast <laughs> check out sevenachies.net really great space i've enjoyed my time here anything else Nah, that's all. Wow, that was very good. <laughs> that was very good. Yeah, I like that. Sounds like Jeremy Pivot. Yes. Yeah, yeah, wait, why did I? Yeah, I turned gay for a second. Very good. <laughs> all right, bye, guys. Adios. Shaka. Shaka.